say instead of a catchphrase? I, I, I got to come up with a catchphrase for like the opening of the show. Like, relax, America. Something like that. You, you know what I'm saying there, uh, Gypsy? Yep. I think we need it. We need. We should start. We maybe we should do a contest. Maybe we ask the viewers like, what should be our opening phrase? Okay, we're not going to dwell on that too much. There's too much stuff to talk about. I will say this. I will say this. It's a it's a crazy week. This whole week is going to be nutty, uh, but we're going to do the best we can. This week there will I. There's not going to be a Patreon uh, segment to this show just because it's so hurry scurry. Here's what's going on, you guys. I'm wanna, I don't like to talk about stuff, and, and maybe it's just me. Uh, I don't want to jinx anything. I don't want to and, – and, like, talk is cheap, right? If you're going to do something, show me. Don't tell me what you're going to do. Just show me. So for the past few months, I've been uh, – I got a little side project with some very, very talented people, some wonderful people who want to do a sketch comedy show. Okay, well, that's that sounds great. I, you know, I've I've done a lot of sketch comedy, yada yada yada. So we've been working. We're gonna put up some material. We're gonna video some material. We're gonna do a live show, and you're all invited if you're in the Nashville area. We are, uh, I'm heading down to Nashville as we're recording this on a Sunday. As soon as we get done, uh, I'm hopping in the car and I'm driving to Nashville. The show will be Saturday afternoon. I believe doors open at 4.30. This is, we're going to video it. It's like a television production, although it's not for broadcast, so don't freak out. Uh, Admission is free. You guys are all welcome. And these are going to be comedy skits like Saturday Night Live, but we're going to be making fun of uh, the powers that be, hypocrisy, woke stuff, uh, cancel culture, all of it. So it's going to be a fun, fun afternoon. The name of the venue is uh, Third Coast, the Third Coast Comedy Club. The Third Coast Comedy Club. And it's in it's in Nashville. So come on out and see that. And, and so the podcast is going to be a little bit abbreviated today. Um, oh, my gosh, which is which is horrible timing for the podcast to be abbreviated. And, and the, the Patreon people, how about this? I, I knew there was something. So we're doing this show. Everybody, come on out. Third Coast Comedy Theater. But the, the Patreon people, I want to make sure I do a huge thank you to the Patreon people. Gimlet. About uh, nine months ago, maybe more, mm-hmm. uh, Facebook started doing this thing where they go, you cannot advertise. You Your account is restricted. And I'm like, mm-hmm. okay. Uh, and then you click on it and they go, yeah, there, there are no restrictions. There are no restrictions. So why can I advertise? You can't advertise because your account is restricted. This all goes back to... One post I did, I reposted a thing from the Daily Wire about this arsonist. It's it's almost a year ago. I'm thinking like those big wildfires in California. I think that was like freaking last August. So anyway, I've been constantly sending messages to Facebook to the help people. Look at the da-da-da-da. Magically, mystically, last week the restrictions are lifted. I can now boost posts again. So this is a big, big thank you to the Patreon people. So now we can really start financially, because it costs money, you know, so we can boost the posts on Facebook and we're, I think the, I'm so excited. And uh, (laughs) I'm just thrilled about that. And then there's a new ad that we're making for the YouTube channel. So Patreon people, God bless you. Thank you so much. Thanks for hanging in there. It's going to good use. And uh, and I'm just thrilled about it. Okay, let's get into some news because so much is going on. There's so much that I want to complain about. There's so much that I want to joke about. I drove. I don't want to get ahead of myself. We have to talk about the, the cicadas. I don't know. Do you have them down in Georgia? 
No, I live in clay on top of a rock, so no. <laughs> oh my god. Okay, so I'm in New York, no cicadas. So yesterday I drive from New York to Ohio and I drove through cicada country. I haven't seen these. I grew up in Ohio. I haven't seen these things. I must have missed the last round because I was in Los Angeles. I haven't seen these things since I was a kid. Holy crap, Stacy. Holy mm-hmm. so loud. Do you remember do you remember War of the Worlds? The uh the old time the one made in the 50s and the Martian ships had that like <laughs> they had that heat this is what it sounded like. I'm driving on the uh, Pennsylvania Turnpike insanely loud like jet engine just so i hit several of these things they are huge i totally forgot how huge and completely disgusting they are so creepy i pulled over i pulled over to get gas and there was an injured one it looked like maybe it'd been hit by a semi truck he was still going he was still freaking like crawling at me i did not i didn't like it i didn't like it (laughs) i am if you're living in cicada country oh god bless you god bless you that's a like when you're driving through bug season down here like your windshield gets covered do these like splat on your windshield oh it's it hits with like a pack it's just like you think you it's Ew. like a, a golf ball, but uh, here's what I'm saying. They're so meaty, their skin, their armored shell, they don't like explode. It's just like a hunk of them gets left behind and you just think you pissed it off, right? Like, it's, you guys have no idea how big these things are. It's so creepy. And then I'm driving around and I'm thinking, I would have been the worst Indian ever. I would have been the worst if you're a Native American and it's like, I don't know, the year 400 or some shit. And and like these things start popping out of the ground. Now you're on, you've been on planet Earth for like 16 years and you know what to expect. Then all of a sudden it's year 17 and these things start coming out of the ground. Oh no. Oh no. We got to sacrifice somebody. We got to, we got to kill somebody. The great spirit is angry with us. We got to kill, like, like uh, Running River's daughter. Somebody's got to die because I can't live with cicadas. I would have been the worst Indian. Uh, well, now they're trying to get you to eat them. Nope. Nope. <laughs> have you seen this? Oh, I mean, I, like. I have. Like, every other day. Ooh, try them covered in chocolate. You had anchors on CNN eating them. Like, oh, you just. And then, and then we'll go into a mealworm cycle, and then we'll go into a cricket cycle, where they just really want you to eat bugs. And I'm getting a little scared. I why I'm getting a little scared. I did a video on this very subject a few months ago. Now, Paul and I, Paul Hare, he'll he'll be on later with what's on the web with Paul. Paul and I wrote a book together, and it's uh, it takes place in the not so distant future. Where all these all these things that are kind of bubbling up now are are now commonplace in the not so distant future, and something is going on with the bugs. Once you start, once it's on your radar, like it is now with the the cicada, you can look back. Someone is really trying to make eating bugs happen. They really want, and it's and it's very odd because Bill Gates is now exactly. The largest farmland owner. Yeah, I don't I don't know what they have planned or what the idea behind it is. But yeah, there's there's a big the, oh my gosh, the uh the European Union, they're like, yeah, mealworms, the first official bug that the European Union says, go ahead and eat it. Like, why is it because you think they want to get rid of the cows because of global warming and cow farts that they're going to try to get rid of cows and then it's okay you get your protein from bugs? I think Bill Gates is just going to shut down any type of ranching or farming on on the land he owns, and then you have 
Do you remember that creepy video? You'll be, you'll own nothing and be happy. Yeah, yeah. You remember that creepy video? Well, was that so, from a G? Was that from a G seven thing? No, that was from the World Economic Forum. Yeah. Okay. I knew it was one of those. Okay. The the authors of the Great Reset. Yeah. Which is aligned with UN Agenda 2020. So there's this story that comes out in the Wall Street Journal this week. That BlackRock, the largest investment company in the world, and some other large investors that are in charge of pensions and other things, are buying up like whole neighborhoods. At the same time that the Biden administration is trying to eliminate single-family zoning. Huh. And when you put those two things together and people are like, well, they're making an investment. I mean, they're paying over market price by a long shot on these houses and actually shutting out traditional buyers. But well, if you take that to its logical conclusion, yeah, let's do that. What these investment companies are going to do is just knock down the single family homes and build high density, low income housing. And do you think there's like a, uh, there's got to be a boatload of, of money to make there, right? Uh, well, I mean, high density, low income housing is like an endless stream of income from the government. Yeah. It's Section 8. But yeah. you're plopping it down in a Houston suburb. Well, that's, yeah, the, the zoning of that. But that, yeah, that's what it is. These guys are going to buy up these neighborhoods, knock down the single family homes, and then develop government. Yeah, then then you're just you just you can do low income housing and the government's paying the rent. Then you're real. Then you're really on the ticket to freaking money town. This happened in my neighborhood outside of Chicago. We lived in a planned community, right? Yeah. Um, elementary school smack in the middle. Your kids could walk to school, playgrounds, pools, the whole nine yards. And so you had smaller single-family homes on the outside, and as you got towards the middle of development, the houses got bigger. I mean, that's just the way it was planned. Well, all the streets, like, as the housing bubble crashed, all these investment companies bought the outside houses, right? Yeah. And by the time I sold my house, I lost, like, over $50,000 on its value because we had a gang problem at the elementary school. Yup. Half the half the houses were taking Section Eight, and I mean, this was in a far suburb from Chicago. I mean, we were fifty-five miles from downtown. Yeah, I mean, it it it, it destroys property values. It destroys communities. It takes when you let investment companies come in like that. It let it 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 stops the people who live there from being able to determine what their community is like. Well, this, this is one of those moments. Insane. This is one of those moments where our listeners need to like write it down. Like we're always ahead of the curve. I don't mean to brag. I'm just stating the fact. And this is one of those things where I know, like, keep your eye out if you have kids. You know, critical race theory, all that. But watch out for the zoning in your neighborhood because that is coming and it will jack up everything you'll lose it's happening i have to go to a city council meeting on tuesday to stop a project in my red county they're all doing it yikes yikes <laughs> mhm and and listen they want to they uh, want to flood my community with low a low income housing develop a low-income housing zone in an area and what that would do because of the size of our community is take all of the after school and first jobs away from the kids that don't decide not to go to college or want an after school job and that's big where I live like we want our kids to work after school a lot of people don't anymore but we do and yeah it would just take away all the jobs, all the opportunities for the young people in the community and fundamentally change the character of the town. And they've been looking at it for four years while President Trump was in office. 
And now they're moving forward with it. And it's like, no, I don't care what grant they're giving you. I don't care how they're threatening you with highway dollars. We'll figure it out. No. Yeah. This is the kind of thing where you just can't go in willy nilly. You you really, really, really have to think about where these buildings are going to go up, how tall these buildings are going to be. And because there's other stuff to consider, too. Remember, uh, in, was it Cabrini Greens in Chicago? The Maybe. there was a, a couple of Sounds towers. Familiar. Well, they did these. They had these like giant tire towers of like low income housing. Uh, and the idea behind it is like, OK, so now you have like hundreds of people who can now finally afford a place to live in Chicago. Bah, 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 bah. They made them too big. And then what happens is the unintended consequence is for the the people who live there and their children. That's the expectation. Like your surroundings inform who you're going to be as a grown up. So you have all these people who are like, OK, I'm growing up in poverty, but I, I get this apartment. I get this stuff and everybody around me is kind of in poverty and everybody around me is kind of a thug. And so it, that you're just creating like more crime. They they finally ended up knocking those things down. Uh, thank goodness. But yeah, we just can't have uh, people just running around knocking down single family houses and going, hey, now we're going to put up an apartment building and just let some wackos live here. That ain't no good. Okay. Um, we got it. We got to move on. There's so much great stuff to talk about. There's so much wonderful stuff. I want. I do want to talk about the, the the G7 a little bit and Boris, but I gotta I gotta adjust my computer here. Here's how here's how we do the show, you guys. Uh, Gimlet and I get on the horn with with Paul Hare, and we record uh, what's on the web with Paul first. And so I have the website open as we do it, you know, so I can you know when Paul and I are talking about it. This one picture keeps distracting me. I, I put up this story, seven minutes of lingerie zen, and it just, I got to close it out because it, it keeps going by. And like, we'll, we'll have a discussion. I'm like, ooh, look at her booty. Oh, that's adorable. And then I start, think, I start thinking about the post. There's this, <laughs> these guys have this website. It's just like all dedicated to lingerie. And, and they made one. That's just like seven minutes of like uh, trance music and lingerie models walking down the runway in slow motion. And it is so incredibly hypnotic. I, I, I just there, I closed it out. I closed it out. I can't even have it going by. But just like, just like it's, it's perfect. Okay, let's talk uh, a little bit about uh, the the G7 and, and what's going on. Is, are they letting Biden talk to anybody? Or is Jill doing all the talking? Is Biden talking to the press? I I haven't seen anything yet. I see them all at the table. Did you see, <laughs> did you see that picture on the beach? I, I, saw, I, I've, I saw a couple of them. Like, I saw them doing, oh, like, God. elbow bumps and their weird, like, group no. portrait. What's, what's the picture on the beach? The picture on the beach. They're all standing on these platforms, and the women have their hands in front, and the guys have their hands down to the side. And I'm like, oh, my God, that looks like the geriatric version of the Eternals. <laughs> oh my god he got memed to death they put bernie sanders in his chair with his legs crossed with the mittens they put chris christie in his beach chair they put godzilla behind him coming out of the ocean they put a volcano erupting they put um what's the movie with the the statue of liberty sinking into the sand and charles Planet yeah, they did the Planet of the Apes thing. Oh my god, I was I was laughing so hard. I'm like, and then and then you have Boris Johnson coming out. We need we need to we need you build back better in a more feminine and gender neutral way. I'm like, what are you talking about? What a shock that was. What I'm a like, shock. Oh. That, I thought I thought Boris Johnson was Mr. Brexit. Only Mr. Brexit, I think, to shut up Nigel Farage. Nigel Farage scares the conservative party in Europe the same way Donald Trump scared the never Trump Republicans. 
Yeah. Yeah. So I think they had to, well, first of all, it would have been such a blow to liberal democracies everywhere if they had not proceeded with Brexit. It, it was voted for. A majority of the British population voted for it. And as time went on, it got more support because they weren't doing it. Right. Yeah. And Nigel comes out and says, don't make me run because I'm going to do this thing. Right. And he made some kind of deal and Boris Johnson had to go through with it. But Boris Johnson has been saying his build back better crap for a year. That comes from the World Economic Forum. It is code word for the Great Reset. And when you start talking about building back in a feminine and gender neutral way, bing, 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 bing. That means you're going to be eating bugs. And you're not going to yeah. be able to own a house. And it's going to be very hard for, Eng sorry, English people, if you're listening. I know we have listeners in England and Australia and Canada. But, like, how does the English, how does, how does England build back more feminine? I mean, <laughs> how do you go more feminine? I joke, England. You know I love you. Okay, we're going to take a little break. We're going to come back with another segment of show. Then after that, we got What's on the Web with Paul. It's so much. It's so much. Hang in. We'll be right back. As a small business owner, you deserve more. More confidence, more connectivity, more of the tools that help your business thrive. And at Cox Business, you can expect more from us. We don't just have sales reps. We have perfect plan identifiers. People who will work with you to make sure your business gets everything it needs and nothing that it doesn't. Your business deserves more, and that's why you can expect more from Cox Business. Call 800-526-8572 to switch today. Ready to stand out, Army ROTC prepares you not only as a college student, but as a strong leader, allowing you to earn the rank of second lieutenant. You will be eligible for full tuition, merit-based scholarships, and develop leadership skills essential for your future. Start strong and enhance your college experience. Visit your campus Army ROTC representative today. To find out how you can earn up to a full tuition scholarship, visit GoArmy.com slash podcast to locate your closest ROTC program today. Army officers inspire strength in others. Paid for by the United States Army. We're back. Another great segment of the Loftus Patty podcast. Lots to get into. This might have like kind of a speed round kind of a vibe, uh, but I would I would be remiss if we didn't mention something about just the preferential treatment you get if your name is Hunter Biden. Like, it's just shocking. With all the people who get canceled, and for all the reasons they get canceled, here you got Hunter Biden dropping N-bombs left and right, doing the most, like, racial text messages. There's proof of the text messages, and nothing. Not a peep. So, it must be nice if you're Hunter Biden. You can leave rental cars wherever you want them with crack pipes in them. You can have special deals going on. In China, you can run a gas company in the Ukraine. You can do home porn with it's the guy. It the only one left is murder is for him to get away with. That's the only one left. Okay, so I just wanted to make a little fun of that. Just just to just to realize, yep, we're watching it and it's it's insane. But Gimlet and I were just talking uh, during the break about. This is kind of like it's it's certainly not not as funny as Hunter Biden dropping n bombs left and right. It's just it's just shocking, and it's one of those things where I don't think enough people maybe are aware of it. Uh, the only the only besides ourselves, I'm sure other podcasts are talking about it, but I know uh, Tucker's been on this quite a bit. God bless that dude. But this whole very quietly, last week, they released that study about hydroxychloroquine and when you adjust the dosage for 
the person's weight, I guess it is. I don't want to speak to something I don't know what I'm talking about. But the way I read it, it's like you adjust the dosage of the hydroxychloroquine and the zinc for to for the person's weight, uh, and the survivability rate went up three hundred percent. And mm-hmm. these were for these were for people who were in the hospital, I believe, on ventilators. They were on yep. ventilator. The next stop after that, the next stop after ventilators is pearly gates. And you get mm-hmm. the wings and the harp and the halo. So hydroxychloroquine, 300% survivability. And you know a lot more about this with the other drugs and what's going on. But we got a real problem, right? Well, we have a real problem because there's been a group out there called COVID-19 Studies that has been out there since the beginning of the pandemic on repurposed drugs. Because let's be clear, what hydroxychloroquine and ivermectin and and um, a lot of the steroids, um, dexamethasone and some others, the one that the Texas doctor found that's inhaled, that's an asthma edit- medication, budesamine, um, yes. a lot of those... Those drugs are all being repurposed to either treat symptoms of or stop the replication of COVID-19. Okay? Yes. So, like, none of them are what we would call an antiviral that actually kills the virus. They just stop it from making photocopies of itself or they, um, and hydroxychloroquine can only do that with zinc. So you have to take them together. Um, but ivermectin and, and the rest of them are all treating symptoms. So inflammation, blood clots, et cetera. They're all repurposed drugs. The vast majority of them are generic. They've been around for decades. They know they're safe. We know yeah. the side effects. They've been given in billions of doses. The signal of benefit that's being put out there, and that's what you call the 300%, right? You're looking for a signal of benefit that when we give this medication, there's a better result than when we don't. And that's what a trial is supposed to do. There have been 255 studies globally on ivermectin. There's been like 100 on hydroxychloroquine with zinc. Most of these are done in early outpatient treatment, which up until May 14th of 2021... There was no recommendation to do, according yeah. to the NIH. You were just supposed to wait until you couldn't breathe and then go to the hospital. Right. Total and complete okay. insanity. Now, as of May 14th, 2021, the Regeneron that Donald Trump got last October is now approved for outpatient use in an infusion center. These other drugs, they refuse to put on the treatment protocol because if they do that, the vaccines, remdesivir, Regeneron, any drug in the pipeline that's a brand new drug doesn't get an emergency use use authorization. And that is one of the, again, like insanely, number one, insanely frustrating. Number two, how many people died? Because just to get down to the, the nuts and bolts of this, hydroxychloroquine, which was right out of the gate, Trump was like, hey, we got this thing, hydroxychloroquine. That drug has been around for like since like 70 something. They know what it does. And it's approved have, for pregnant women. Yeah. And to have the medical establishment and everybody just poo-poo that drug. No, you can't do it. There was a big fight. No, you can't. No, you can't. Like, for real, how many people are dead because they couldn't get hydroxychloroquine and zinc? Seriously, like, that's a a very legitimate question. It's not just how many have already died, and I've heard estimates from doctors who have been proponing these therapies of anywhere between 50 to 75 percent of deaths in the United States were unnecessary. If these drugs had been approved for wide use, because if the NIH and the FDA won't say, yeah, we we see some benefit here, right? Hospitals are reticent to let their doctors use them. I mean, there's a whole there's a whole chain of things that go on through our very, very institutionalized and government run medical system, even though we don't have nationalized health care. Right. 
Yeah. So yeah. that's one thing. But but now, even now, we have elderly and at-risk people in countries who have no access to a vaccine who are dying because the the industrialized countries won't say, hey, this could work. And these drugs are cheap, generic, they're easily available. We we could ship boatloads of them to Bangladesh. Yeah. You know, and, and or India. <laughs> it's it's really I, I I sincerely believe that we will in the next couple of years start seeing commercials, you know, on 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 TV, you know, was uh were were you or a family member denied the use of hydroxychloroquine? You need to call the law offices of uh do we spank them and how? We have a class act. there's there's going to be massive lawsuits. I massive me, I'm encouraging them now against people like Governor Whitmer, who as a politician interfered in the doctor's right to prescribe. She has no right to do that. You had patients in Detroit, in New York, that were going to court to get their loved ones these medications because they read they worked. And the courts were saying, okay, but by the time the court said, okay, their loved one was maybe too sick to save. It's really the whole thing just stinks from stem to stern. If seriously, and this is like tinfoil hat stuff, but it it only really seems to make sense is if you think about it from the point of view of a supervillain. Really, like you've got the 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 timing of this release of of COVID-19 and then, okay, we've got a treatment. It's hydroxychloroquine and zinc and blah, blah, blah. Ooh, no, 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 Don't let them have that. Do not let them have that. It's as if someone wanted this to have the biggest footprint, the biggest effect and spread the most fear. That's the only way it makes sense, really. I, I, I feel that two however what it also exposes perhaps unintentionally maybe this well it exposes the absolute corruption of our public health institutions oh yeah yeah they like are willing they're willing to stand by in the face of incontrovertible evidence which i have been screaming about from the rafters been censored on Facebook, had to put everything I write behind the paywall on PJ, and I've been absolutely right the whole freaking time. That is... This, is... this is no different than the lab leak theory. This is no... And if you remember, because I went back and listened to it for a VIP I did the other day, VIP, you can only read it if you pay me. Um, huh. I don't like doing that. I want to share this. I want people to know, but I can't. Yeah, that and is. This, I mean, Brett Brett Weinstein, who's 300 times smarter than I am about this stuff, just got yanked off of YouTube for talking about it. The amount of people he, who've been locked out of YouTube, shut out of Facebook, kicked off of Twitter... And everything they were saying is true. That are, are, with this Brett Weiss, Weinstein, Weinstein fellow, is this the dude who was like using the stats, like the government stats? Tucker Carlson had some example the other day. Some guy was tweeting out the stats from the Center for Disease Control or the whatever. It's uh -huh. it's 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 our government, our government stats. This guy's tweeting him out, and Twitter's like, no, you don't. And he's like, wait a minute. Wait a minute. I can't use the, the United States government stats? That's beyond insane. That's well, I mean, look insane. at when that Chinese virologist was first on Tucker, that was removed from everywhere. Yes. Okay, now we have a story that they have another Chinese dissident in with the DIA that they've been hiding from our own CIA <laughs> and our own FBI because they might be contaminated with Chinese informants, okay? Who's saying yeah. the same thing that Chinese virologists did? 
you guys, and, it's time I, I to mean, start it's, over. <laughs> like, seriously. It's like everything. Like, well, the first thing we have to fix is this suppression on social media. I mean, as far as I'm concerned, people whose family did not get ivermectin, did not get hydroxychloroquine, did not hear about some of these other treatments, they should do Facebook and Twitter. They can... Facebook and Twitter put together their science feedback group. Their science feedback group was insanely politicized and tied. One of them, for God's sake, was Peter Daszak. Right? It's the nuttiest thing ever. It's like, it's like, like I want to see lawsuits against, against these people. You put together a bullshit science feedback group meant to tow the narrative. You cost me money by suppressing me, and almost every publication that didn't toe the line took a financial hit, right? And you had to be big enough to be like the Daily Wire or Glenn Beck not to get censored. It's I, I mean, like, the it's whole like thing putting is it's like putting the arsonist on. He's the judge. The arsonist is the judge. In trying I know. to find out how the fire got started. It's uh, well, it's completely so, and totally insane. And this affects me personally at this point. I, I had it. COVID. I get it. You're a famous author. No, no, no. I had COVID. <laughs> I oh. have long haul symptoms that are very annoying. Okay? Yes. I'm now told that ivermectin can help erase some of those long term symptoms. I don't have a doctor that'll prescribe it. Wow. Wow. What are some of the long-term symptoms? <laughs> It'll screw up your female stuff. Well, this is, see, here's the thing. I remember reading these things and I thought, okay, that's crazy. But like how COVID-19 goes after a dude's nards, your balls, your testicles, uh, there's like reproductive. Go, go, go to a search engine that's not Google. <laughs> okay? So yeah. Safari, Bing, Brave, whatever. Do this search. ACE2, A-C-E-2, COVID-19 reproductive system comes up for men and women. There were concerns about this early in the pandemic because if, if you know about COVID, it's a lock and key system, right? They have that spike protein that you see on the pictures. Yeah. That spike attaches to a receptor on your cells called ACE2 for short, right? Mm -hmm. You have that in your lungs. You have it in your cardio cardiovascular system. You have a shit ton of it in your reproductive system. Gotcha. So, like, Dr. Naomi Wolf, who I probably agree with on nothing other than the First Amendment <laughs> and um, COVID. Yeah. She got suspended from Twitter for accumulating those anecdotal stories to the point where somebody actually started looking into them. The one thing I did find that terrifies me to death and is another reason we should be screaming for early outpatient treatment, right? Or prophylaxis, because hydroxychloroquine and zinc and ivermectin may do that as well, okay? Is the fact that SARS and SARS-CoV-2 are 83% similar. The only studies that were done post-SARS, because so many, so few people actually suffered from it, yeah. Right? Were autopsies. When they autopsied the men, they had no sperm. None. Oof. See, now I this is where that. this is where I, I get that. This is where I get you've talked a long time. This oh, is where sorry. I get No, it's okay. I, I love the passion. I love I love you throw out the you know the AZ twos and the with the the this <laughs> that you that you can just do it so easily. And I'm sitting here, and my head is swimming, and I have a million questions. And I just we only I, have like, like four minutes left. <laughs> I know, I know. I, I just go to like I don't I don't believe this was an accident. I don't believe it was an accident. 
I don't. I got to be honest with you guys. It's and like, what's going to happen? What is the fallout? The fact that it goes after your, your reproductive system and that everybody needs to get the vaccine and oh, the vaccine. And like, I don't I don't like any of it. I don't like any of it. There's just too many people who think that there's too many people on the planet. And the people who think there's too many people on the planet are people like Bill Gates. And they're making these moves. And they're buying up farmland. And they're telling everybody they got to get vaccine. And they're telling us we got to eat the bugs. And I don't like any of it. I like being in charge of my own shit. I don't. Well, I don't like it. These people, what? these people were, were were preaching this back in the seventies. You know, soil and green. There's too many people on the planet. Hey, instead of maybe killing a bunch of people, how about we go to Mars? How about we go to the moon? How about we start going to other planets instead of doing mass extinction events? Which I think this might be. Sorry, that's just me. Can I just can I do one other PSA? Yes, you can. Okay. You know how we often say on this show it's a Jurassic moment? Just because you can doesn't mean you should. Unintended consequences. Yep. Uh Uh-huh. You are not protecting. If you are a business owner or you are a university chancellor and you happen to listen to this show, okay, you are not protecting anyone by making people between the ages of 18 to 24 Get vaccinated. Don't do it. I just. We now have boys having heart attacks after their second mRNA injection. Boys ages 16 to 24. If you make them do that, you coerce them to do that. And employers listen to me, too. If you if you coerce your employees into doing it and something bad happens, I hope they sue your ass off. These are investigational medications, period. Yeah, it's uh, it's no good. You guys, it was a lot. Here's the deal. Now, here's the way the rest of the show is going to go down. We're going to take a little break. Then I'm going to come back with uh, what's on the web with Paul. She's a good one. Stick around. And then due to circumstances beyond our control, but it's good circumstances, uh, there's not going to be a Patreon segment this week. You guys are the absolute best. Uh, I hope to see you in Nashville at the big show at the uh, Third Coast Comedy Club this Saturday, the 19th. Skadoosh! Stick around for What's on the Web with Paul. We love you. Tired of paying outrageous prices for Viagra? Well, we have great news for you. Now you can finally get Viagra at huge discounts. Healthy Man allows you to save up to $500 on Viagra. Why pay U.S. pharmacy prices of $15 per pill or more when you can get Viagra for less than $3 a pill? Call today and get 40 Viagra pills for only $99. This can cost as much as $600 at your local pharmacy. You can't afford not to call us. If you want Viagra at the lowest prices, never pay $15 a pill pharmacy prices again. Get Viagra for less than $3 a pill. Call 1-800-516-7602 today and save up to $500 and get 40 pills for just $99. Healthy Man is fast, easy, and affordable. Operators are waiting at 1-800-516-7602 to take your call right now. Call 1-800-516-7602. That's 1-800-516-7602. Again, 1-800-516-7602. It is that time, ladies and gentlemen, where we find out what's on the web. We check in with our good friend, Paul Hare. Paul, dude, how's it going? Michael, great to be here as always. I, I'm feeling I'm feeling the same way, buddy. I'm feeling the same way. 
All right, so let us jump in. What, my friend, is on the web? Let's start by talking about Tubin Returns. You can't keep a good man down. And Cranky Gordon of the Loftus Party wrote this one. And, of course, it's talking about Jeffrey Tubin. You could probably spend an entire podcast just talking about this, just because it's so hilarious for all the wrong reasons, of course. But what do you think about CNN having Tubin returning? And what did you think about that segment they did with Allison Camerata having him on, welcoming him back? It was so cringy. It was so cringy where she literally made him walk through the story of him yanking it on a Zoom call. It, that, it was just insanely, you know what, I'm conflicted about this one. I really am because everybody's like, oh, I don't, I don't like cancel culture. I don't like cancel culture. And then everybody's like, whoa, this guy's back at work. But <laughs> this is how I'm conflicted. He claims he didn't think he was on camera. And my response to that is no one is that stupid. No <laughs> one is that. If he's that stupid, why why do we respect his opinion? Why should we, If he can't tell if he's on a Zoom call, why are we even listening to his opinion? Uh, it's funny. Like, he's back on CNN, but, uh, oh, who, who's the – Louis C.K. is still, you know – out in the middle of nowhere. And Louis C.K., at least Louis C.K. asked permission when he's like, hey, I'm about to whip it out and, and make myself happy. Like, he gave the people an opportunity to leave. Jeffrey Tubin just started going at it. So I'm, <laughs> I'm conflicted. I'm conflicted. All right, what else we got? Well, the post that you wrote, you should watch Nightbird's original song from America's Cut Talent. And the reason that was posted is because it's a heartfelt song, and we'll go into that. But I thought one of the things that you mentioned in there is how TV and America's Got Talent can manipulate the audience with editing and other and other uh, techniques. So I thought that was interesting too. I don't I don't know which one you you mostly want to focus on because this one you don't think it was manipulation. You think this one was genuine? I, I oh this it was absolutely genuine. But I will let our our, our listeners know uh, there's a there's a couple things that they'll do with contestants on America's Got Talent when they when they know someone has like the home run ball you know they've got a song they can sing that's just gonna just crush what they'll sometimes do is have them do a horrible song up front you know without any backstory no interview. They just do a horrible song, and then the judges are like, well, that was horrible. Get out of here. And then the producers come out, and they go, oh, we're going to do another one. We're going to do another one. And then they do an interview process. It's it's for the live audience and, and the viewers at the viewers at home and never see the, the first one. So there's, there's editing tricks. There's music that they add. But I don't want to take anything away from this girl's – the thing that really hit me about – Nightbird, that I can't remember her real name. It's an original song. That's that's what really. I thought the song was good, and then when you combine everything with her story and, oh my gosh, she was she was there alone. She's got cancer throughout her body. She's originally from Newark, Ohio. She moved out to California. The clock is ticking. And it's ticking loud for her, and she's really chasing her dream. I tell you what, it that one got me. That one really, really, really got me. And I got so much respect for her. And the song was great. I really enjoyed the song, all of it. Uh, I, I wish her nothing but the best. How much do you think the judges knew about her backstory before she stepped on stage? Zero. You think they keep that from them? Yeah, yeah. Yep, because then you get you get an audience reaction. But here's here's the thing. It's like if she was one of those cases of they had her sing another song first. Not, I don't think they interview every single person. So there's definitely different treatment. Like so, when she came out, they're probably the, the producers probably said, "Well, you know, interview this 
interview her because you're never going to get anything better than a real reaction. And imagine how cringy it would have been to see like if, if Howie Mandel knew she had cancer, knew her situation, and then he had to pretend like he was hearing it for the first time. It'd be horrible. It'd be horrible. Interesting. All right. Yeah. So people need to go to the website. You can read what Michael wrote about it, but then you can also watch the video of her actually singing that song, too. Indeed. It's great. All right. Let's go on. Uh, we got to talk about this is another fun one that I wrote. I did something similar to, uh, to it before where I offered a, an actual solution to a problem, but I also did it in a humorous way. This one I wrote was called Compromise on Gun Control by banning Dems, Dems, meaning Democrats, from owning them. In other words, we always hear this this constant banging and screaming out, we need compromise, compromise. Okay, so the Democrats are always yelling for gun control. So what's the compromise on that? Well, if you're a Democrat or you're in line with them, you're banned from owning guns. Everybody else, you're free to own <laughs> guns. Isn't that a great compromise right there? I think it's great. I think it's great. Let's, hey, we can get, I don't know, I, I don't know what the percentage is of uh, Democrats that own guns, but then that seems reasonable. If you right? think they're so, if you're, th if you think they're so dangerous, turn them in, turn them in. You're not, you're not allowed to have a weapon if they're that horrible that's hilarious man so we gave everybody what we what they wanted on that yeah, so exactly enjoy I think that's something that we should do enjoy uh enjoy life and in, in new york or minneapolis or any big giant city chicago and enjoy it without having a way to defend yourself and having no police to come help you enjoy that enjoy yep. it <laughs> So another one we got here, one you wrote, someone made a working version of the glider from, I guess it's pronounced Nausicaa. Is that how you pronounce it? Yes. I, great call. Interesting call by you. There is a uh, uh, Miyazaki. He does Studio Ghibli, hand-drawn animation. I didn't know this about it. His, his films are just gorgeous. They're just gorgeous. And I, Disney bought them all up. Uh, they have the distribution rights for them. Got them years ago because one of the guys that started Pixar uh, told Disney, you got to well, – I don't even know if Disney knew this. They had to have known he was on the radar. Lo anyway, long story short, uh, Miyazaki, the director, the guy who wrote the film and, and all that other stuff, I guess his dad was in aviation and built aircraft and designed aircraft. And so it's a common theme in in Miyazaki's work he designs these crazy flying machines and and many of them I remember when I watched this movie uh Nausicaa years ago with my boys when they were really young and I, and I was just like I wonder if that thing would work he, he designed that movie came out in the 80s man long story short somebody built one it's a it's a flying wing single person aircraft and and they, they have this footage from this air show and i think the title on the air show uh video is like insane japanese flying machine and i'm like no there's nothing insane about that at all and to see it actually work i don't know what its range is but I, I kind of have a nerd boner for that. I want to see, like, what our military. I, I think we should have, like, squadrons of these things. They're completely <laughs> badass. So that's definitely interesting. Definitely something people want to check out. It's a yeah. fun thing to look at, and it's particularly interesting because it was something that basically came off of either uh, manga or, or, or anime. And so that yeah. makes it extra interesting. So go check that out. Got to talk about your appearance on Gutfeld, which occurred on the past Monday, because I want to encourage people also to also be aware whenever you make appearances, follow our social media accounts. That way, you know, whenever Michael's going to be on Gutfeld or another TV program, and that's always good to know. And then there's two points that you made, and I'll go over them real quickly. I might get some of it sort of wrong and you can correct me, but this is what I, I remember is they were t you were talking about drugs and you were also talking about uh, the war on cops. <laughs> and the, one of the points you made with drugs is don't parents have a responsibility to to know what their kids are going doing and then when it came to 
What do you think about the war on cops? You, you said pretty much what I would say was, I don't want to talk about it. Why do we have to talk about what they're talking about all the time? And I thought those were two great points. Well, thanks, man. It, it always drives me crazy. I find like like Cat Timpf is a very vocal libertarian that, oh, if you're not hurting anybody, you should be able to do it in the privacy of your own home. And I always forget to bring this up when I'm there. I'm like, you might want to look at the history of the opium wars. Many, many moons ago, uh, the English thought it would be a good idea to let the Chinese people have all the opium they could possibly want. And the, and the Chinese lost an entire generation of people and sparked the opium wars. There, there's a reason that you're not just allowed to do whatever you want uh, because you'll have things like mass addictions to opium, mass addictions to, to fentanyl and painkillers. There's a reason yep. for that kind of stuff. Yep. Yeah. And then with, and, and someone tweeted it out, which is where I, I got the notion and I forget who it was, but it's just like, everybody's talking about the war on the police and defund the police and the police need training and somebody tweeted, and I thought it was just the great, so I, I kind of echoed it on the show, is like, what about the parents? Like, there's, like, some kid in Chicago got, like, shot by the cops, and th they tried to present it like it was a bad shooting, but you see it from the body cam footage, the kid did have a gun, and he, he was, like, 13 years old. It's yep. 2 o'clock in the morning. He's running around the back alleys of Chicago. Hey, no, some of this has got to be on the parents, too. How about we train the parents? Yeah, you're right. And so just wanted everybody to know about that. Not only that you were on there on Monday, but follow us on social media. You get a, you're going to get heads up on all this stuff that we're doing. And it's just a great way to keep in touch with us as well. So yeah, want everyone to know about that. Guess, let's go back to some fun stuff again. And I think you want to talk about this. Netflix releases Master of the Universe Revelation trailer. There's going to be a new animated series on Netflix starting in July. I don't know if you ever got into He-Man, uh, the original one, which is back in the early 80s, but they're trying to bring it back. And what did you think about the trailer, and what are your thoughts on He-Man? Well, with He-Man, I, I just missed that one. I was just a little too... I, I was into other stuff, and, and He-Man was... It's in that... Nothing's ever going to... Every, every episode is just like a standalone... Nothing's ever going to happen. Skeletor has a plan to stop He-Man. <laughs> He-Man holds his sword high and has the power of Grayskull. And it's just it, it's just like this never-ending cycle to sell toys. So I was never big on the He-Man universe. However, with this new thing on Netflix, what I liked about it, and it's kind of flying under everybody's, well, most people's radar, Kevin Smith uh, the the director actor stand up comedian now, it's a it's a limited run. I, I, it's going to be like a mini series. I don't know how many episodes there's they're going to be, but when you saw the trailer for that, he is he is going right in the face of cancel culture. Like we live now in a time of like toxic masculinity and all this other stuff. And God bless Kevin Smith. He's like that will not be affecting he man. He-Man is just going to be still super ripped. He's still going to have the sword. He's, he's all of it, all of it. Like I, I just respected his, his, uh, his choices in that. And like, he's got that song. I need a hero. <laughs> he's just, he just went right at it a hundred percent. And that's so, I thought that was so great. It's not a, it's not a feminized He-Man. He's not, hopefully God, please I don't want to see a sensitive E-man. <laughs> so we'll see. If people have Netflix, you can go to our website, find that post, and it will tell you exactly when it's supposed to debut on Netflix. Yeah. What are some posts you wanted to talk about? What What are some ones that really got you excited this week? Okay, here's, here's one that really got me uh, stoked. And this is because uh, my buddy and I, Brian Hayner, we reached, I went up to Vermont, and was hanging out with him. We recorded two songs. One was called Lifesaver, 
which was just a, a very intricate way of telling CNN very specifically uh, how they could kiss my ass. Uh, and everybody needs to go listen to Lifesaver and watch that video. We also did another song uh, that I haven't put out yet, uh, but it's very, it's very entertaining and makes me laugh. So I'm kind of in that space a little bit mentally. I stumbled across this song called Out of Your Damn Mind uh, <laughs> by Five Times August. Now, I think Five Times August might just be one guy uh, doing all the stuff on his own. The name of the song, Out of Your Damn Mind, I think that's going to kind of hurt the chances for this thing to really go viral, but it should go viral. It is so completely well done and it's 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 political but it's catchy it's a good song he makes a great point tonally it's perfect the video's fantastic like everything came together for this it's almost it almost has a bit of like a of a retro bob dylan-y feel but everybody go check out this song out of your damn mind i want to stay in touch with this guy this five times august dude because this is really, really good stuff. This is the kind of stuff that people need to rally around. For this real. was a popular post at the Loftus party, too. A lot of people liked this. A lot of people viewed it. It's it's so great. It's so great. It deserves all of them. It deserves all of them. Okay. Yep. Um, let, I'm, I'm trying to think about what else. Do I have time for one more? Or do you have one more? Or can I can I go again? Well, you can because we we've got we've got two more movies. Well, we had a streaming series in Loki, and then we had uh, Free Guy. Free Guy was one that you thought looked. Uh, you probably could talk about that because that you had some stuff to say about that and Brian Reynolds and what he does as an actor. Free Guy, just that to me looks great. It's like a comedy version of The Matrix. You know, Free Guy. It's a multiply massive online role-playing game and it's like it's like gta and the players are running around and you're you know you're robbing liquor stores and you're robbing banks and ryan reynolds plays guy who just works at a bank he's just a computer generated you know person who then becomes uh self-aware and then that changes the game and then the designer of the game wants to end the game and his character. And so I, I think it's going to be a comedic version of the Matrix in terms of he's going to have all these great abilities, yada, yada, yada. And it's what Ryan Reynolds, I can't think of anybody else who does what he does. Like, like in Deadpool, he was breaking the fourth wall. And like with a wink and a nod, but there was still, you still had dramatic tension to that. It's so hard that you guys, that's so hard to do to be in a movie, in a reality, then go wink at the audience. Okay. So we're all watching a movie and none of this really matters, but it does still matter in the movie. It's, it's really, and he's so great at it and it looks effortless. And so I, I just think. I think Free Guy's going to be hilariously funny. That dude is charming as all hell. It has a bit of a Truman Show feel to it as well. Yeah, right? And I think I think if Ryan Reynolds was in the Truman Show, the Truman Show would have been a, a bigger movie. Ha, 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 ha. Because you, <laughs> you, you have the expectation with Jim Carrey. Oh, he's going to break his Yeah, I was going to say, what does that mean? What, what, what is, that, or is, that a, is that a dig at Jim Carrey or what? No, it's not a dig at Jim Carrey. It's just I think he was doing movies like The Truman Show too soon. There's a recipe you can follow. And and what most comedic actors, they try to they try to go super dramatic too soon with like a big studio movie. And the audience expectation is like, "Oh, that's the guy from Mask. That's the guy from Pet Detective. That's the guy from these big blockbuster comedies. Then they do a big studio drama, and you're like, oh, oh, he's not going to be funny. Oh, oh, he's not. Oh, I guess he's not. That's what you've got to do independent movies. Look at, look at Sandler. Sandler is the guy who's following the recipe to a T. 
big screwball comedies. And then he does like a little independent film, a little, not a big, not a big studio movie, smaller drama. Then you build up to the big uh, studio dramas. And now he can do anything. He can do anything. He can be the crazy uh, gambler running around New York, sports addiction, blah, 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 blah. It's insane. And then he comes back and I'm Hubie Halloween. He can do anything. <laughs> So in other words, you do the smaller independent one because then not only are expectations not as high, but you don't have to make that huge box office in order for it to be a success. Exactly. Exactly. Okay. Interesting. We can do, we can do one more. Then we got to wrap it, wrap it, wrap it. What do you want to do? We want to do some videos. You want to do, because we have, the this music video has 152 million views and we think we know why. And then we got the yes. Black Keys. No, let's do let's do this music video has 152 million views and we think we know why. This one was such a statement. Okay, this is um uh, a song called Destination, I believe it's Destination Unknown or or Destination Calabria. And it it came out a while ago, but this is I just love it. somebody who loves women made this video someone who loves women the power of the feminine form the power of just women being sexy can overcome anything this this person made this video i loved it they're all in marching band outfits now of course the shorts are very short and the sexual innuendos are over the top there's like a girl with a saxophone just rubbing the saxophone but it's just like women and the power of beauty and the power of their just raw sexuality. The feminine is so awesome. I'm telling you, I bet I could dress them up in marching band uniforms and they would still get 152 million views. I thought it was great. I found the whole thing to be like girl power central. So what do you think is better, the music or the video? Oh, the video for sure. So, I mean, so the, the video music, music. The, the music. The music is okay. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not hating the music, but man, you you add it together with those Im that those images, and you are on to something, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> so there we go. That's All some right. of what was on theloftestparty.com this week. Tons yeah. more there, and there's going to be even tons more once you hear this audio on the on the podcast. There's going to be even more on our website. So you got to bookmark the site. Again, follow our social media accounts because that's a great way to be right up to the second with what's going on at the website too. Paul Hare, your, your words of social media are iron. They are strong like the iron pony. Dude, thank you so much. You guys, that's it for the Loftus Party Podcast this week. Thank you, Gimlet. Thank you, Paul. We will see you guys next time.